great joy are the wonderful rewards that children derive from having stable parents who take seriously the great responsibility of raising physically and emotionally healthy children. And in times like ours, when everything seems to be just falling apart in our country, now is a time when children need more than ever a stable set of parents who are able to bring that sort of peace and harmony and comfort to these children who otherwise would be losing all hope of a normal life. It's very easy in difficult times for parents to get so caught up in their own lives, uh, trying to navigate the trials of everyday living so that we sometimes forget that children suffer quietly in their own way, sometimes simply because they cannot express the needs that they have. They do not know how to communicate the worries and the fears that they are harboring within themselves. And for that reason, parents perhaps need an awakening to understand how we can actually bequeath to our children a source of peace and stability and happiness so that they can have hope of a normal, pleasant life. And that doesn't just happen by accident. You're listening to Dr. Steve LaTulip on Unity Without Compromise. There are perhaps more difficult times ahead, and we are certainly now living in the most challenging times ever to raise children in America. How do we do that? We are facing challenges as never before seen in America. Things that are happening to us, the assaults on the American family, have never been more threatening to us as a nation, as a family, and as parents trying to raise stable and good, godly, honest children. In an age of high technology, you know, we, we've become so much more closely connected to the entire blooming world, but we have somehow distanced ourselves from our own children in the process. The problem is that passive and absent parents are creating a generation of children who are simply unable to cope with the pressures of daily life. And we need to recognize this difficult challenge for our children. Unfortunately, children are now brainwashed to obey the state and that has become their actual new reality. This is normal life for them. The lack of a solid education is a serious problem for all children in America. It doesn't matter what your skin color is. It doesn't matter what your national heritage is. If you are an American, you are receiving a subpar education. And that subpar faulty education now begins in kindergarten. Think about it. Think of what a kindergartner now learns as opposed to 20, 30, 40 years ago. They are no longer taught in the morals and values that maintain a strong society. And now during times of war, and yes, America is at war, the children are the most innocent victims 
Typically, in a war, children are victims as a result of collateral damage. But what's different about this war? What's different about the war that is a domestic coup and assault on our own nation, on our own constitution and liberties? The difference is that our children are not merely collateral damage, but they are actually targets in the enemy's sight. They need our protection as parents. And as I stated, we adults may be so caught up in our own struggles that we have actually forgotten the plight of the children. Many parents just don't seem to realize that as parents, they do have the chief responsibility to teach and to develop the minds of their children. This is not a burden that should be placed on schools. It shouldn't be placed on politicians for sure. And not even your church leaders have the responsibility to raise your children. You, mom and dad, have that responsibility. And if we can be completely honest, with few exceptions, children are very much a product of the parenting that they receive. Good parents usually yield good children. Yes, there are exceptions. There are rebellious children, but children who receive good instruction, proper training in things like right and wrong, things like common sense, making good choices in life, it makes all the difference. Just look, compare and contrast President Trump's children versus Biden's children. What a stark contrast. Now, I don't want to get into belaboring the issues of their children, but I want us to maybe perhaps take account of our own ways in that in the ways that we parent, in the things that we actually say to our children, and even the things that we don't say to our children through neglect. And we need to realize that we do have a tremendous influence on the way our children turn out. Hunter Biden isn't exactly a role model for children. Would you agree? But what about Donald Trump Jr.? Who would you rather have setting example for your own children? And what made the difference in these children as they grew up to be adults? It was parenting. Parenting makes all the difference in the world. Consider how children are actually being targeted right now in the present war. Do you realize that children are actually being taught a learned hopelessness? No, not just a helplessness, but a hopelessness. Remember that we've had lots and lots of problems with bullying at school when children were attending school, and the bullying is directly a result of an absence of authority and discipline in the schools. So when teachers become themselves bullies, where do they turn? And when other students are not controlled and are not taught to respect one another, where does a child go for help? Do you know that a lot of children don't come home and tell their parents that they are being bullied? 
And do you know that a lot of children who do go home and tell their, uh, their parents that they are being bullied, no action is taken. Parents sometimes tell them to suck that up. And I've seen the results of this in the course of my medical practice. A lot of children are victimized and they feel like nobody is there to rescue them. And that teaches them a hopelessness that sometimes is very hard to pull themselves out of, depending on what age this occurs at. These poor children are being taught socialist indoctrination at school. And this is not a good thing. This teaches them dependence and helplessness. It teaches them that they cannot survive apart from help from the government. Is this the kind of child that you want to raise? These poor children are being isolated to all because of all the COVID nonsense. Look at how many things have happened to them. First, they were pulled out of schools. Then they are sent back to schools and told that they have to wear a mask all day long when the teachers themselves don't wear a mask. And when all the adults uh, in the course of their businesses don't wear masks, when the entire government leadership doesn't wear a mask, yet your child growing, whose brain is still developing and is so dependent upon a healthy supply of oxygen at all times, these, these most vulnerable victims are being tortured in this way. And that facial mask isolates them severely. And it leads to loneliness. It disconnects them from their peers, from their fellow schoolmates, from their teachers. It disconnects them from the world. Somebody wearing a mask is much less apt to even speak. And how else are children being targeted? Well, realize that many of these teachers in this system have been selected, if you will, specifically chosen to accomplish the purpose of a socialist government. So these teachers are themselves out of control little children who never have grown up and these children are teaching our own children in public schools. As I said, teachers are not parents and they cannot be trusted, especially in this day and age. Do not assume that any teacher anywhere, including in Christian schools, do not assume that they have your child's best interest in mind. I know this is a very sad thing to contemplate. It's most unfortunate, but there's reasons for it. And the reason is that our world in America is changing. Social injustice is another way that children are being targeted. And it is ever in present, present in our society nowadays. Now, even children are being blamed for social injustice. They are born white and made to feel guilty about that. They are labeled racist simply because of their skin color. This makes no sense at all to a child, and it shouldn't make no sense to an adult. But they are being taught that human beings, because of who they are, not what they do, but who they are, they are causing the world to collapse. It is their fault 
that social injustice exists. Try to fathom what that is like. Well, how can a child five, six, seven years old process such a thing, take on such a burden and feel that guilt? What do you think that does to the spirit of a child? It takes a good parent to restore peace and tranquility and joy to a child who is subjected to that sort of abuse. All this masking in schools right now that has become such a big issue robs their children of their own very identity. They have no way of expressing their emotions facially. The muscles of facial expression in the human body is incredible compared to every other animal in the animal kingdom. And when children are deprived of interpreting facial expressions from other human beings, and they are deprived from communicating through facial expression, something very serious is lost in them. This sort of social deprivation stifles growth in many ways, especially emotionally and socially, and even intellectually. We are less apt to speak when our mouths are covered. And we, are, we have a great difficulty being heard um, when we are speaking through a mask. How many times have you said, I'm sorry, I can't understand you. Please take off the stupid mask. Well, a child can't say that. They have to bear with it because they are being forced to wear it. But think of all the exempt government organizations now who are not required to mask. And yet healthy, innocent children, unable to defend themselves, are subject to this kind of abuse. Yes, children are being targeted in ways that we can't even imagine. Childhood experimentation with a novel gene therapy? What in the world is that? For what reason would a child be given an experimental gene shot when they don't even die from COVID? They barely get sick from COVID. It's nothing more than a common cold sort of cluster of symptoms when a child gets any form of coronavirus. But the risks from the shot far outweigh any benefit. But recently, despite all of this, despite the evidence on the vaccine adverse events reporting system, which is showing us, telling us point blank, this is a problem, it's all being ignored. Do you think that the children are not aware of this abuse themselves? They hear it. They hear it every day. And are you as a parent even aware of the risks of things like infertility associated with the jab? Would you like to be a grandparent someday? Why, as a parent, would you subject your child to a shot that is detrimental? It makes no sense. And this is what I want to challenge you with today. Be a parent. And I know what some of you might be thinking. Well, I think that the vaccine is a good thing. I think that it does protect my kids and I just want to be sure. Well, I'm sorry, but that is just a scapegoat reaction. You as a parent need to be informed. You need to understand the truth. And you, as a parent, if you do not know 
that the truth cannot be had from mainstream media. In other words, if you are listening to NBC or CNN or any of the other uh, completely insane uh, platforms that are spreading communist and socialist doctrine, then you're not really being a parent. You need to be informed. You need to know the truth. And that requires some diligence on your part as a parent. Another way that children are being severely targeted today is through social media exposure. If your child has unlimited access to a smartphone or to a computer, then they are potentially exposed to all kinds of evil influences that they are not ready to handle. Have you given your 10-year-old child a cell phone? For what purpose? Have you set any limits on uh, access to information that can destroy their minds? I hope that you have, because a lot of kids are having their minds infiltrated with all kinds of damaging evil influences that they simply are not able to process in a healthy way. And this can permanently damage their minds. Some learned behaviors at a young age are extremely difficult to unlearn. Pornography and sexual perversion, vulgar and coarse language, constant exposure to a world that has gone mad, seeing man's inhumanity to man on a daily basis, and knowing that we live in a time when nothing evil is censored, and it is even called good, would you dare to expose your children to that? Well, you might not have even thought about it, but please think about it because this is extremely harmful to your kids. And in fact, if we can do a little soul searching, some parents actually spend more time on social media themselves than with their own children. And what does this teach your children? How does it affect you as a parent? The average parent interacts with their child that is speaking to them directly in some positive, constructive way for only a few minutes a day. And children are further being targeted because with a lack of education, what prospects do they have for a post-high school career? Do you realize how their opportunities have greatly shrunk because of, say, the high cost of college and, and trade schools, because of job restrictions due to masking and vaccine mandates, and simply because of their lower graduation standards? The average child that graduates from high school doesn't even need to know how to read or write. It doesn't matter. Just get them in and get them out, but make sure that they are indoctrinated so that the government can control them. Parenting is important, but where are parenting skills learned? How did you actually learn to be a parent? And do you feel confident in your parenting skills right now? Do you feel like you're doing all the right things? Do you even know what the right things are? How much time does the average young adult actually spend in training to be a parent? If you looked at the statistics, they would horrify you. See, the typical scenario leading up to being a parent goes something like this. 
boy meets girl and they hook up. Now that means that they move in together, live together, are sexually active and are having a great old time. And this may actually happen a few times, but eventually boy and girl might decide to tie the knot. And so they get married and a year or two later, a child comes along. Or perhaps when boy meets girl and they hook up, pregnancy happens and they have a child if they do not abort the child. But eventually, the first child does arrive. And how exciting that is at first. But then the ordeal begins, and it's usually a trial by fire because it's a learn-as-you-go experience. If a child is not disciplined and has complete free reign, it's very, very difficult to reel them back in once they have been given excessive liberty that they cannot handle. The absent parent simply has no influence on the child and therefore who raises the child? The school teachers, the cell phone, social media, that's a scary thought. There's also the authoritarian or dictator type parent. It's kind of like our present government. Do as I say, not as I do. These are the parents who abusively discipline or scold or punish their children. They may physically abuse them. And if not physically, then they might actually verbally berate them until that child has a complaint completely broken spirit, the authoritarian child or victim, uh, the child who is a victim of authoritarian parents does not learn how to make choices and decisions for themselves. And that generally breeds rebellion. There's also the enabler parent, and that is the parent who always sympathizes with the child and gives in to the child's every wish. This is also very harmful. This is foolishness. When you enable a child who is foolish because the child has not been taught, and then you encourage it, you are creating a monster. And by the time you see the child reaching adolescence, you realize that you have created a monster. But an enabling parent has a great great difficulty of time trying to change their ways. And even if they tried to change, once the stage is set, it's very difficult to change a child who has been accustomed to having their own way throughout their entire growing up period. There's also the frankly abusive parent. There is all kinds of abuse. Most commonly is psychological abuse, harsh words, can your child ever please you? Can you can you do can your child do anything right in your eyes? Are they always put down and discouraged and told they cannot do something? Are they given no credit when credit is due? This is psychological abuse. If they are not loved and cherished, this is psychological abuse. But then there's the physical abuse, the beating of the child with intent to harm, to really hurt the child that is abusive. There is also sexual abuse, and this happens way too often. 
in the course of my medical practice, I treated a lot of patients for an emotional type pain gone bad, and that's called central pain. And at the root of it all, very often for both men and women was sexual abuse in their background. And that completely destroys a child. It takes a lifetime to, to recover from that. And the recovery is always incomplete. There are scars that never go away because of sexual abuse. And then there is spiritual abuse. You parents who think you are the ideal parent because you are protecting your child from everything, you are going attending a church that is very conservative, that does not allow anything. Are you really allowing your children to develop? Because there is a lot of spiritual abuse that goes on. And if you do not understand what the scriptures say, then you are probably doing your children harm by spiritually abusing them. It's very important to know what the Bible says. So what are the traits of the best parenting model? Well, perhaps the best parenting model is an authoritative style, not authoritarian, but authoritative, which means that you give the child guidance, you discipline. When discipline is needed, you encourage when encouragement is deserving, and you try to do everything to allow the child to flourish. But what is it that a child needs most from parents? Because those needs must be known, and especially when a nation is at war. First of all, a child needs love, and love is spelled in the mind of a child as T-I-M-E. You need to spend time with your child, otherwise, how will they learn anything that you have to teach them. But there is the right kind of love also. There is, first of all, the uh, unconditional love, which in the Greek is called agape love. And it means, I love you, my dear child, no matter what you do or who you are. It is completely unconditional. There is nothing you can do to make me not love you. There is another very important important kind of love that a child needs. And that word in the Greek is called storge. It is a parental or familial love. There are, is a kind of love, actually two different kinds of love that are inappropriate. And the one is eros, which is erotic love that goes along with sexual abuse. And that is not a love at all children are not to be sexually abused. And there's another kind of love that can harm a child, and that's called philia, which is a brotherly love. Your child needs a parent, not a friend from you. If you're trying to be your child's friend, then you are probably an enabler or a derelict parent or an absent parent feeling guilty and perhaps trying to buddy up to your children. It is the wrong thing to do as a parent. A child needs a parent, not a friend. Another thing besides love that children need is protection. They need your protection. And this is a critical time when they must be protected, but it has to be the right kind of protection, not the overbearing parent 
who protects them and shields them from every possible harm or risk of harm in this life, but they need protection from the things that will cause permanent harm to them, both to their bodies and minds. They need also a third point, a third need of all children is guidance. They need to be taught common courtesy, etiquette, humility, respect, generosity. They need to learn right from wrong. These were once things that were taught even in kindergarten, but don't expect that to happen at school any longer, no matter how young your child is. Children also need consistency, and they must know that there are boundaries for behavior, consequences for misbehavior. Children need consistency in discipline. They also need to be taught life instruction, and life instruction for a child is best taught by example. They must learn how for themselves to set boundaries. They must learn about health and nutrition and about values and morals. They must also be shielded from the horrors of the world, especially when they are young. Teach a child age appropriately. Protect them from horrors that can shock them or that can break them down. Shield them from the most evil things at a young age when they are most vulnerable. These are a few of the good things that every child needs. There's more to come, but I'm gonna take a short break and then we'll get back into the importance of good parenting to raise up happy and joyful children. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races. You toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control label insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM Sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. AmericaOutloud.com. Simply put, we're patriots who believe in Ronald Reagan's vision of a shining city on a hill. From sea to shining sea, you can listen in on iHeartRadio. Our free apps are on Apple, Android, or Alexa, or our world-class media player. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all.
you're listening to Dr. Steve Latulip on Unity Without Compromise. On America Out Loud Talk Radio, we like to tell it like it is. We like to speak the truth, speak it plainly, boldly, and loudly. Today, I'm talking about the importance of good parenting. We live in a time when America is being destroyed by our own government. We are being attacked, and we, as a nation, are are being challenged every day with oppression, and that oppression is now influencing your own children. Our children are being targeted by our government. They were once off limits in any type of war. Those days are gone. I was speaking about faulty parenting styles, and they include the derelict parent, the absent parent, the authoritarian or dictator parent, the enabling parent, and the abusive parent. And then there's a way to do it right. The best parenting model is the authoritative model. This is a parent who knows how to give the right kind of love to a child and to give them the right kind of protection and the right kind of guidance and to be consistent in that teaching and in that discipline. Children must be given life instruction and they must be shielded from horrible things that can destroy their little minds and perhaps their bodies. But also what is required from parents is honesty, both in communication and in works. Children need to learn the importance of integrity. It was once said and understood that a man's word was his bond. In other words, when he said, I will do something, it would, was as good as being done. This has been completely, completely lost. Well, there's another very critical thing that children need to learn, and that is obedience. Obedience is a key lesson that has to be learned, and it has to be reinforced throughout childhood. But it requires balance, not a blind obedience, but an obedience to good things. Obedience as far as following the rules that make a stable society work. Obedience in summary, must be an obedience in submission to God's will. That's first. And if this principle can be taught, everything else is going to fall into place. But this requires teaching the Bible. Another thing that children need to learn, and this is very seldom uh, taught any longer, perhaps because we live in a high-tech society, but the value of hard work, and I am talking about physical labor, physical work, the value of hard work cannot be underestimated. If you teach your children the value of quality workmanship in whatever career they may choose, think of how good American products would be. Think about quality because it reflects quality of character. When you teach your children to be good at what they do, and when that good is something that is good in the sense that it benefits society, you have done your job as a parent. Children also need to understand 
the meaning of life. There are those three existential questions that every human being wants to know, but don't expect your children to ask them. They need, however, to be given answers to those questions. And these include, where did I come from? Where am I going? And why am I here right now? If you teach your child age appropriately about sexuality, where did I come from? Well, I came from my mama's womb. I came from the union of mommy and daddy and expound also on the origins of life. Where did we come from originally? And then why am I here? What is my purpose in life? There's a very old song called Que sera, sera, which means what will be, will be in French. And uh, that song is kind of dear in my heart because it's one of the earliest songs I can remember my mother actually singing to me as I was sitting on top of an old washing machine. And when I learned what it meant, I realized, well, quesada sada can be a good thing, but not necessarily because you as a parent can influence what will be. When children understand that the purpose of life is not just the pursuit of happiness, it is more the pursuit of godliness that yields to happiness, then you can influence them by letting them know what is the purpose that they are here on earth for. And where am I going then? You need to teach. When a child asks, where am I going? Or when they encounter death, um, it's not a good thing to shield children from death, but it is very, very appropriate to teach them, according to their age, what death is all about. And in the process of teaching death, you can teach the very important principle of eternal life. The Bible is the definitive source for all parenting instruction. The most important lessons in life are taught here. The importance of Christian fellowship, getting together with other Christians uh, cannot be understated as well, because when we come together for the right purpose, then we become strong as a body of Christ. And also the Christian disciplines, if they are practiced, build strong character. The Bible has an awful lot to say about parenting, and it is in itself the best guide. There is no good or better substitute than the Bible to teach parenting. There's a value in the Old Testament because it teaches the origins of life in the creation. There's the book of Proverbs, for example, that teaches very wise, practical lessons for daily living. And then there are the Psalms, the great poetic words of encouragement and words that give us a knowledge of God. And then when you get into the New Testament, we learn that we are saved by grace and we live under a new law of liberty in Christ. One of those liberties is freedom. One of those liberties is the choice to follow Christ as opposed to following a government or being forced to do it. There's a tremendous amount of other resources, however, for parenting. And these, the best of these, derive actually from the Bible. You may have heard about James Dobson and his ministry focus on the family. He's written some incredible books for parents. One of them is called Parenting Isn't for Cowards. He also wrote The Strong-Willed Child, 
dare to discipline, preparing for adolescence, and turning hearts towards home. He also wrote a handbook of family advice. Very useful. Another book, which I was very pleasantly surprised to read, was actually written by Ellen White, who is considered the prophetess of the Seventh-day Adventists. Now, that is controversial because was she really a prophet? Is there such a thing as modern-day prophets? Um, I would take exception to that, to be honest with you. But Ellen White did write a book called Child Guidance. This was actually published in 1954. And it is still in publication, and that book, Child Guidance by Ellen White, is an excellent resource on very practical ways to be a strong and good parent. I would recommend it. You can also attend parenting workshops that are sometimes offered by churches, and it's a good idea to even talk to other parents who have done a good job at parenting. We live in the year 2021, and in this day and age, there are very specific needs of children. Some of those include protecting their health. As I stated, please avoid the jab, avoid the experimental inoculation. Do all that you can to avoid putting a mask on your child that is unhealthy in every way possible. And that's the reason that they are being forced to mask by your government. Also, promote daily exercise and good nutrition. These are specific needs for all children. Consider getting rid of their cell phones. Remember, we have lived for thousands and thousands of years without cell phones. There is a flood of filth that can pervert their vulnerable minds. There is cyberbullying. There is information overload. And they need to be educated also in the proper way. That means being taught the essentials of reading, writing, and arithmetic. And you have to find a way to overcome the evils that they are being taught in public schools. And this requires thinking outside the box. Children need to be taught the basic core disciplines, which include math, mathematics, English, literature, history, science, humanities. Introduce them to the real heroes of this world, the great orators, the great leaders, great scientists, great theologians, people who changed the world for good. This is what children need to hear. These are the stories they need to be told. Children in the year 2021 need to know what the Constitution of the United States actually says. They should learn the amendments to the Constitution as well as the Bill of Rights. Teach them the joy and the beauty of living. Teach them classical music, such as Beethoven's Ode to Joy, Handel's Messiah. Teach them the music of Mozart and Chopin and Bach and Brahms. Give them an education in appreciating art, especially meaningful art. You might consider to uh, have your child learn a musical instrument. It does a lot of good. It is a right brain therapy and it is very relaxing and peaceful. It creates a healthy child. 
children should be learn, learning how to sit still and relax, how to do nothing. In a day and age where we push, 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 and go, go, go all the time, and we never sit and be quiet, there is something lost, something lost in the way of peace and calmness. Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we need to slow down and meditate and think about what we are doing and where we are going. Get your kids to read a variety of good literature. You know, there's nothing wrong with picking up a good book and reading through a book that has something of value to teach them. And above all things, in 2021, please teach your children the Bible. You may have to learn it yourself. Our single greatest purpose in life should be to glorify God in all we do. The pursuit of godliness is the pursuit of happiness, and that is the final test of right or wrong. The importance of regular Christian fellowship, Bible study groups, and making our lives a life of ministry, that is service to others, is important. That's actually what guided me in going into medicine. I wanted to find a real need, and I wanted to do my best to meet that need. And so that led me to doing pain and addiction medicine, as well as, as, well as full-spectrum family medicine, because I could help a great deal of people. And when I went on humanitarian assignments with the military, I was able to give my gift as a form of ministry, no matter how long the hours and how hard the work it was always fulfilling, and I received peace from a purposeful life of giving. When you teach your children the Bible, we must also learn how to interpret scripture. There are many false teachers and self-proclaimed false prophets, and the best way to avoid them, the best way to avoid being deceived is to know how to rightly interpret scripture. It's a good thing to teach your children the Christian disciplines, such as prayer and fasting and learning to just be silent and how to be frugal, how to conserve, how to sacrifice. Teach them the value of service to others, the value of giving, and teach them the importance of abstinence from harmful activities and substances. This is critically important. The practice of self-denial and submission are powerful disciplines. They show you what you're made of. They teach character. And they also show you your dependence on your creator. I'll never forget my one day when I was in the Boy Scouts where I had to be completely silent and fasting, eating nothing while I was doing hard labor for a 12-hour period. I was about 12 years old, and this was with the Order of the Arrow. It was a tremendous practice in discipline. Now, I suppose the Order of the Arrow, if they did that today, they would call that child abuse. It was anything but abusive. It taught me a lesson that I never forgot. When you practice self-denial, 
And when you practice submission for the sake of a good cause, when you deny yourself, you are disciplining yourself. And that type of discipline is very powerful because it shows you your character and your dependence on your creator for everything. Practicing Christian disciplines is a way of keeping your feet on the ground. And that's important. When you educate your children, you also need to show them how to expose corruption and false teaching. We are fighting primarily right now a propaganda war that has very grave consequences. Don't shy away from uncomfortable and controversial topics such as sexual perversion. Remember, these drag queens are eagerly teaching your children the lies that will lead to the destruction of their minds and souls. And they are going into kindergarten classes and grade schools. And perhaps you need to undo that sort of teaching. Get involved in your school. The LGBTQIA movement is a teaching of garbage. Homosexuality in all its forms is not normal. It is not acceptable before God, and it should have no more appeal than any other sin, such as stealing or murdering or lying or anything else that the Bible calls sin. If God says something is evil, then we profit much from believing it and avoiding that evil. We certainly shouldn't boast about our own sin. We need to seek deliverance from it. Teach your children that we always, always pay a price when we reject God's best for us. When you teach sexuality by God's design and not by Satan's design, you're teaching your children something that is healthy, something that is going to yield good fruit in their lives. The sexual union between a man and a woman who are committed to each other for a life time of union is good and normal and healthy. That's what children need to know. All forms of sexual perversion are unhealthy. It originates in brokenness and it leads to more brokenness. And I say this to you both as a physician and as a theologian. Children who are being taught climate change are being introduced to another fear tactic that is causing children to feel hopeless. Creating millions of little Greta Thunbergs will make globalists very happy, but it will make your child very, very sad. Greta Thunberg is not a model of childhood joy and peace. She's a miserable little human being. She is a victim of childhood child abuse. If you as a parent are conflicted about things like climate change, then evaluate the arguments on both sides and simply use some common sense. Don't be intellectually lazy as a parent or you will fail as a parent. When it comes to educating your children on the corrupt management of COVID-19 and the pandemic, realize that everything popular that the kids are hearing 
is nothing but mismanagement and lies. This is the biggest topic of concern among millennials, by the way. Their greatest concern is how are we going to survive the COVID-19 pandemic? Think of what a great distraction that is as our government is actively working to destroy America. How do we fight this? Well, first of all, realize that the best scientific data is being suppressed and therefore you have to go out and look for it. Doctors and scientists who dare to speak truth are being censored as never before. Medical truth is being hidden from the public's eye. And you as a parent need to be aware of that. Teach them how to use logic and common sense, just plain old common sense. Much can be gleaned from it. Use it. Learn and teach your children how to research a topic in today's world of censorship. It's a challenge, but it can be done. And learn and teach the basic principles of logic and discernment. And then you'll have answers, good, solid answers to the issues of global warming. Is the water level really rising in the ocean? No, it's not. Teach your children the basics about science, and you realize that the pandemic is nothing but a system to control the people. It really doesn't have anything directly to do with the virus. Oh, yes, I cannot forget there is one other thing that children have to be taught. Parents, please teach your children how to have fun and how to laugh. Don't take life or yourself too seriously. As the old song goes, everybody plays the fool sometimes. And if you must be a fool, you may as well be a fool for God. Because you will be ridiculed at times. Your children will be scoffed at. They'll be mocked. They'll be accused falsely. But teach them not to take these things too personally, and they will thrive despite the onslaught of attacks. Learn to laugh at yourself and to laugh with others, not at others. Teach them what kind of things take the fun out of living. And in a, a word, that is called sin. Look at the drugs, the substances that people use, that adults use, and kids. Alcohol is actually a depressant. If you're feeling down, depressed, you're going to depress yourself more with alcohol. And these so-called recreational drugs are not so recreational. They demand a price. If you use heroin, cocaine, and methamphetamine, you are not likely to thrive and dwell in life. You will have a long-term decrease in coping skills. Even marijuana, which is considered very benign, is not benign. Its long-term use actually causes a motivational syndrome. And did you know that it actually suppresses the dominant sex hormone? Yes, that means that your testicles will shrink, men, and women, you will develop a more male body habitus the longer that you use it. It also increases the risk of dementia, and it is highly toxic to lungs. Consider the harms of so-called recreational drugs. 
Well, you can see that parenting is not for cowards. And that concerns me a little bit, to be honest with you, because so many people are now living cowardly, living in fear. But good parenting produces good children, and good children become good adults. If you are teaching your child good things, then you are reinforcing goodness in your own life. And that in itself is a blessing. Parents, we need to remember one thing that children are the future and you can shape it. You've been listening to Steve LaTulip on Unity Without Compromise. Remember what Colossians 3.23 tells us, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Be a good parent. And if you're a grandparent, be a good grandparent. Be a good aunt or uncle. Godly instruction will never, never go to waste. I hope you have a great week, and I hope that you live life with a purpose. If you see children, if you're exposed to them, give, it, give them your best. Do your best to encourage them. Children are being targeted, and we need to protect them. I'll see you next week. Adieu.